Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. Right, let's get this straight now. I can confirm quite categorically that Alan Rickman did not, that's did not, perform pantomime with the Crankies at Downton Civic Theatre in the late 1990s. Didn't happen. Let's just get that sorted before we, uh, before we crack on. Right, if you don't understand the reference in the introduction, go back and listen to my Shallow Hal uh, podcast episodes. It's not so much a bribe, it's just, you know, go and have a listen to them. I think they were quite funny. I did them with my mum. And, you know, it's, it's always painful when you're somewhere and people have got an inside joke and you don't understand what it is and they won't tell you and they just keep giggling at each other and you're like, oh, can't be doing with this. Like, anyway... Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. Today's film is uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. 1991 film. Uh, it's directed by Kevin Reynolds. Stars Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, Christian Slater, the late great Alan Rickman, and Mary Elizabeth uh, Antonio. The soundtrack's beautiful. So beautiful, I, I didn't write down who it's by. Sorry. It begins 800 years ago. Richard the Lionheart, King of England, led the Third Great Crusade to reclaim the Holy Land from the Turks. Most of the uh, young English noblemen who flocked to his banner never returned home. Goes to Jerusalem, um, 1194 Anno Domini. English soldiers uh, that are having their hands cut off. They're obviously prisoners of war. We sit. We meet Robin, um, played by Kevin Kevin Kessner, Kevin Costner, and he's there with his mate Peter. And someone's stolen bread, and Peter's going to get his hands cut off. And Robin says, "No, you're not. You know, you know, you're too weak." And they were like, "Right, cut the cut both their hands off." So that doesn't him trying to lie for him doesn't really work. And there's a brilliant bit now. Here's before we get on to this. There's something we need to talk about. English critics, not English critics, critics of this film like to point out that Kevin Costner plays this English folk hero, Robin Hood, with an American accent. Now, even for somebody as pedantic as I am, and as nitpicky as I am with films, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. We know, I mean... People who talk English now, they don't sound how people would have talked back then. You know, even when they try and learn all the language, it probably still doesn't sound as it did then. So it, it really makes no difference. So cast out your head. If you've heard bad things, don't let it worry you. Watch the film and enjoy it because it is a cracker. But there is a really funny bit where he where he's about to get his hands cut off. It's funnier than it sounds. 
Um, and and he says, uh, this is English courage in this American drawl. And you think, oh, they probably should have cut that line out. Uh, really? Like, it? really? No. It would be a bit like me being like, this is American courage. Like, if you heard my voice, it's not. People are going to laugh at you. Anyway, so this probably should have got probably should have got rid of that one. Then he, he escapes. He tries to release uh, some of the other English um, soldiers who were there with him. They're all like chained up in metal chains, but he can't release them. But there's a there's a more there. Um, Mog played by Morgan Freeman, and he he says, "Man's a sentence of death. You can't help those people. You can rescue me." Let me out of here and I'll, I'll show you a way out. And you find out through the dialogue that they've been there for five years of hell. So they've been captive for five years. And then he releases um, Azim, his name is. And they get out of the sewers. As they climb out, Peter's hit with an arrow in the back. And it's it's mortal, so he, he's dying. He gives Robin a ring and says, give this to my sister, uh, Marion. And then he charges at the Turks and he says, tell her I died a free Englishman. And he shouts for England and runs in. He gets killed to give them time to get away. And then they hide and they share half a melon to eat. And that's how, that's how they get away. Then Azim says to him, why did you cut me free, Christian? And Robin says, whatever blood's in your veins, no one deserves to die in there. He says, I'm Azim. And he says, I'm Robin of Loxley. And he says, right, I'm, I'm off. See you later. Robin says to Azim, and Azim's like, no, I'll pass lie together with the speed of Allah. Um, I, you know, I, and it, it's, I need to stay with you until you, you've saved my life. I need to stay with you until you've saved mine. Until I've saved yours, sorry. Then we see Loxley Castle. We see Robin's father, played by uh, Brian Blessed. And he's he's writing a letter saying any news of uh, trying to find out any news of my beloved uh, my beloved son Robin. Uh, have you have you heard of have you heard of where he was captured in uh, Jerusalem? Do you know Do you know the name of the portent who holds him? And he writes, "There's dark forces plot against our king." And he's got his like right. He's like uh, what is he like a not a butler, but his aide, if you will, is called Duncan. And a, a villager breaks in and says, "My lord, the men on horses with swords, with a proper uh, Nottinghamshire accent, says to him, uh, men from the sheriff of Nottingham, um, they've killed my son. They've taken my they've taken my daughter." And he says, don't worry. And Brian Bless is like, right, I'm off. To go and sort these, these these lads out. And Duncan tries to warn him, say, Master, stay, there's an evil moon tonight. And as he comes out of the... Uh, he's on a horse, all suited and booted, in his armour and his, his sword. And he comes out of the... Like, across the... Is it a pot? Not a pot, Cullis. Anyway, when the, it goes up, he, he comes out with his horse, and there's men in white robes with torches, and one of them takes the mask off, and it's uh, the sheriff of sheriff of Nottingham, played by Alan Rickman, 
and he says, join us, join us or die. And you, oh, his voice is brilliant. And Brian Blessed's like, you. And he's he won't join them. And he, he, sh he shouts, God and King Richard, and charges into like a dozen of them. Um, and you gather it and you just watch, you see the sheriff of Nottingham just watching what's going on. Then it's four months later. Um, I think it's the White Cliffs. I thought it was Dover and Fox, but apparently it's somewhere in, um, somewhere else, somewhere else in Kent, I think. Robin comes off a boat and he drops to the beach and has the sand and he's like home. Thank you, Lord, I'm home. And he like makes like a snow angel in the sand. And Azim's like, you are strange, Christian. And he, Robin tries to have the, the men forcibly take Azim like back home. And Azim stops one of them, like throws him over. And then he's like, no man controls my destiny, especially not on who, atta who attacks downwind and who stinks of garlic. And Robin says to him, I, no, I thought you'd say that, but I had to try. He says, our fighting days are done. Tonight we'll dine with my father. And then you see them walking over Hadrian's Wall, which separate, well, actually it doesn't tell a lie. It doesn't separate England and Scotland. But it's in the like the very north of England. You you wouldn't you wouldn't land in Kent, go all the way to anywhere. But it doesn't matter. Um, where were we up to? They're at the, yeah, they're at Hadrian's Wall. And uh, Robin sees some mistletoe, and he says, "Many a maidens lost her reserve to me thanks to this little plant." And Azim says, "In my country, we talk to our women. We do not drug them with plants." And he's, Robin's like, you don't tell me anything about yourself. He said, is that why you're due to be executed? Because of a woman? And he says, she she was she was beautiful. And you can see Azim looking around and he says, is there no sun in this cursed country? And he says to Robin, where's East? And he says, I'm not telling you until you, I'm not telling you until you tell me uh, what, what her name was. The, the woman you were uh, due to be executed for. Because he says, in my country, there's women who have such beauty who possess a man's mind so that he would be willing to die for, for, for her. And he says, I want a name. And he says, it was it was Yasmina. And he points and says, East's that way. And he says, you sure? He's like, I'm five miles from home. I'd no blindfold it's that way. And... Being a being a Muslim, Azim needs to face East to pray. And he gets out his prayer mat and he, he starts praying. And at this point, Robin spots being chased towards the wall uh, like a little boy. Well, I don't know how old he? 12, maybe. Uh, getting chased by dogs and horses, by soldiers. And Robin has a fight with them, defeats them. It's quite a good action scene, actually. And he defeats Guy of Gisborne, who's the sheriff's cousin. And he says, right, you're on my land. Get away. He saves the little boy. The little boy runs off. Then, and Robin basically whinges to Azim and says, you know, you've, you've followed me all the way here. And I was against a load of men. And you didn't help me. And he's like, Azim's, uh, Margaret Freeman has some cracking lines in this. He says, you whine like a mule. You're still alive. Then it go, Then we see the sheriff of Nottingham. And he's um, with a girl in, like, I think, pretty much like his bedroom. 
And then Martiana comes in. She's this witch played by Geraldine McEwen. And she she does all these kind of things. This makes this portion thing and looks and sees what's happening. And she says, I see the son of a dead man. He returns soon and she, she says, oh, the painted man who haunts her dreams. Who is Morgan Freeman's character, Azim. And I was thinking, is she lying? How does she know this? And Alan Rickman, it, uh, as, as the sheriff of Nightmare, was just hilarious. The, the woman starts to cover herself up when the witch comes in and he says, who told you to cover up? It's he, hilarious. They get to... Um, well, Robin gets to his home, but the castle's all burnt out in ruins. Then they go into like, the main hall bit and look up and his dad's dead hanging from hanging in a cage type thing and there's a noise and they turn and it's Duncan and Robin shouts at him and says why didn't you cut my father down and Duncan says I would have if I could if I could have seen uh, if I could see and Azim says look at him and he's had his eyes sewn shut by a guy of Gisborne and he says it was the sheriff and his witch they accused your father of devil worship. Apparently he signed and confessed before the bishop. And Robin says, I, did, I didn't believe, uh, did, did you believe it? And Duncan says, I, I didn't believe it, even when, not even when they took my eyes. That's a bit rough. Robin goes to see Marion's sister, Marion's sister, Peter's sister, Marion. Um, and she says, Nottingham has plundered the Shire. She says, I'm the king's cousin. It's my job to look after these people. You can't replace my brother. And he's like, I'm not trying to replace your brother. He swore me to protect you. There's, and some of the, some of the lines, again, that Azim has a brilliant, when he first, when Robin and him first turn up, he says, um, the, the welcome, the hospitality in this country is as warm as the weather. And he says things to, to Robin, like, how did your uneducated kind ever take Jerusalem? They, they see, do they see? This is what I've done it again. Where you're enjoying a film and you don't make notes. Um, they see, I think, Guy of Gisborne um, coming to Maid Marion's and they, they race off into Sherwood Forest. And the, he meets, this is where they meet um, the people who live in Sherwood Forest and John Little. And he fights with Robin with wooden poles. And Robin gets his backside kicked. And then he, until he knocks um, John Little in the water, who can't swim. He ends up drinking mead around the fire. And the the somebody like ignores Azim, doesn't offer him the drink. And he says, is this man welcome? At the, is this man not welcome at the table type thing? And he says, he's a savage sire. And he says, no more than you or I. And don't call me sir. Obviously, and then, obviously, because of his religion, as far as I understand, uh, Azim says, you know, Allah forbids it. I can't, I can't, no, I can't have alcohol. He doesn't say alcohol, obviously, but he says that. I'm not permitted. We see Christian, uh, Chris, this is where we meet Will Scarlet, who's played by Christian Slater. And he, he's very... Um, Hostile towards Robin Hood. Uh, well, Robin Loxley at this point, Robin of Loxley, and he, he calls him the son of a devil worshipper, which Duncan takes 
offence with. Um, it goes back to the to sheriff to the sheriff of Nottingham and the witch, and he says, "My my, my true fate lies in the old ways, witchcraft." And he says it was. The witch says it was your parents' dying wish for you to end up with all of this. Robert visits the bishop, and asks him outright, "Look, what's what's going on?" Did, and the bishop says to him, "He admitted it. He, he admitted he worshipped the devil." And Robin says to him, "No, you you're lying." The sheriff of Nottingham sees Marion uh, Marion at the like the church, gives her a small knife, and this is when. Uh, Robin opens the door from talking to the bishop and the sheriff's there and he cuts his face and slams the door and manages to they break they break the door down and Robin goes he, he cuts a rope and goes the, the ceiling light falls and he goes up and manages to get away and the sheriff shouts I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon there's some, there's some great lines he steals the sheriff's horse and rides back to Sherwood Forest. The Sherwood Forest is huge. It's not like it is now. It used to be, I mean, it's still big, but it used to be massive, absolutely massive. So you could essentially, you'd get lost in there. And Will Scout says to him, you've stolen the sheriff's horse or you've started a war. And he says to John Little, I plan to lead you. And Azim says to him, are you sure about this? These, these aren't, fighters these aren't soldiers they're they're the farmers the the, the townspeople and robin says to him you forget yourself azim i do not ask for your counsel or your advice which is a bit harsh and robin's a, he's a little bit is he arrogant at any point a little bit maybe the sheriff's men go looking for uh robin of the hood and they come across um john little's wife and she says, oh, he died last winter. And they ransack. They ransack a lot of villages, burn them down, the soldiers. Uh, they cut a little boy's face. So when these people turn up, for the houses destroyed, the livestock stolen or killed, the kids injured, beaten up, bad, the sheriff knocking soldiers for revenge of what Robin's doing, they're, they're very angry. Will Scarlet says to him, he's still trying to be the lord of the manor. And he says, I say we take him in. And then, he, you know, he'll pardon us and give us money. And Robin's like, no, you won't. He'll hang you all. And then, um, oh, and he says, we need the one true thing that eludes you, Will, courage. And then as he, and he turns around to walk away, and Will tries to um, attack him, uh, tries to attack him with a knife. And Wolf, the little boy, who's John Little's son, shouts, look out, and Robin arrows straight through uh, Will Scarlet's hand. Robin then says, one free man defending his home is worth, than ten, is worth ten hired soldiers. The Crusades taught me that. Then there's this montage where the um, Robin and the people who live in the forest, the outlaws, they're making arrowheads, arrow shafts, bows, that kind of thing. They build houses in the trees. They practice like sword fighting skills with sticks. We see the the sheriff and soldiers ransack a church. 
And Robin turns up and says, look, tell him to give it all back. Alan Rickman's performance is absolutely great. And here's a bit of a controversial view. I think he's better in this than in Die Hard. I know it's a bold claim, a very bold claim. He's The sheriff is then talking to his scribe and he says he gives out riches to the poor and they love him for it. And Alan Rickman, the sheriff's just like, hang on, you're telling me that he steals from me and gives to the poor, which forces me to be cruel to the poor. And they love him for it because they keep putting their reward money up and he's described that it won't do any good. And here's a bit of trivia. Uh, and he's, he's the sheriff's furious and says, right, cancel the scraps of the, the kitchen scraps of the orphans. Uh, stop this, stop that and cancel Christmas. And that was improvised. Um, apparently, uh, Alan Rickman asked his good friends, Ruby Wax and another comedian, I can't remember his name, to, uh, to come in and polish up the script, to give him some good lines. And you can definitely see that. And he also improvised as well. There's an added scene, it's the extended edition, where the witch says, you see her looking through a peephole in the sheriff's like wall. So you think, oh, is that how she knows these things? Because she's forever listening to people. And she says, cut out the scribe's tongue. Then we see some more of the um, outlaws, one of whom is played by Jack Wilder, the late Jack Wilder, who played the artful Dodger and Oliver in one of his... Uh, didn't have an awful lot of um, awful lot of film performances when he got older. We see drunk Friar Tuck with a lot of soldiers singing about beer and whoring. Seriously, that's what he sings. And I'm sure this film's a PG, you know. Oh, it got released as a PG. God knows how. And he there's a he gets knocked out. They then kill most of the soldiers. Guy of Gisborne is one of the few left. And he's failed the sheriff again. And the sheriff's talking about this Spanish steel they've got. And he kills his cousin. Then Marion and her maid come to see Robin. And he shows her all the, the gold and the riches that they've taken. And she's like, did you bring me here to brag? And he's like, no, this is to bribe King Richard's enemies to, to rise against him. And she says, Nottingham wouldn't dare challenge the king. He said, well, the king's not here to be... The king's here, not here to be to protect himself. He's he's not here to be challenged. And as part of the cause, she gives Robin the little dagger that the sheriff gave her, which comes into play later. A little girl asks um, Morgan Freeman's character, Razim, did God paint you? And he's like, did God paint me for certain? And then we see that Friar Tuck's prejudiced against him for his beliefs because he doesn't believe in the same God as Friar Tuck. And Friar Tuck is like, keep your heathen ways away from this child. And because he's trying to explain to, uh, Azim's trying to explain to the little girl, well, God loves wondrous variety. You see Robin saying that, you know, nobilities are a birthright, uh, not a birthright, they're, divine, they're defined by one's actions. Because Marion's saying to him, well, isn't it ironic that, that you know, you're, born the son of a nobleman which is ha quite high in the in the hierarchy of, of 
uh, of the Middle Ages, and she he, he says I'm happy here. You you find out he fell out with his dad because his mother died and his dad found comfort with another woman when he was twelve when Robin was twelve and he was that angry because he felt like he he felt his dad was betraying his mother's memory that he forced them apart and we see um fanny who's john's wife john little's wife having a baby and she's in horrendous pain because the baby hasn't turned um, properly so it's breach and the, the friar talks prayer and he they can't do anything about it and azim says i've, I've seen this done before with horses and for, as far as i can figure out i think he must give her some kind of cesarean section which which wouldn't have been done or he does some other operate i'm not sure he does something anyway and manages to help her safely have the baby so she she's okay and he has a john little has another son so it's, like it's it's like eight kids he has um and this is where you see friar Tuck start to bury the hatchet with with Azim, he says, you truly are a great one. And he apologises to him and says, let's go and have a drink. And Azim says, alas, I cannot. He says, well, you talk, I'll drink. Um, Marion leaves with her maid and Robin says, take Duncan with you. I fear for his safety. And he says to Duncan, go and protect Marion. I fear for her safety. Nottingham is losing millions. So he hires Celts and he's like, hired thugs and there's just this glee on his face he's lit by a candlelight it's a, it's a brilliant it's a brilliant bit of that the witch says we need to align with royal blood and you think ah he's going to go for marion isn't he because she's the king's cousin and at this point she's writing a letter to the king warning him look people are plotting against you you need to come back and she delivers this to the bishop who she trusts and says, get get this, get this to Richard, send a ride to France. My lady in waiting will accompany him. And the lady in waiting get, gets knocked out um, by this guy because the bishop's loyal to the sheriff. We see Pat Roach of Indiana Jones fame. He played one of the thuggy, um, one of the thuggy cult, um, the guy who Indy fights with on the conveyor belt, he played the big German fella in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, the one that gets killed by that propeller blade. And he was in the third one as well, but I can't remember which bit. He, he, he's very, he's massive in it. Uh, you see, um, oh yeah. And the nobles say, we'll only, we'll only move, we'll only move towards, get like, get usurping the king. We'll only support you if, you wed royal blood, and he's like, I'm as good as engaged. They arrest Marion. Duncan hears it and takes a horse, but he doesn't realise he's been followed because he can't see. Can't see the soldiers hiding. He he manages to get all the way back to the to the forest. Finds a, finds the you know Robin Hood and the the I was going to say the, I was say the village people again the uh, the outlaws, and they see that. The Celt, the Celts are there, and the sheriffs brought the Celts, and they're all like, "Oh God, help us!" Azim's like, "I'll be merciful," and there's this shout. It's like to the trees. It's quite a frightening scene, actually, because you can see how 
unprepared. I mean, they've, they've prepared, but they're so unprepared. They're not prepared for the Celts. And and the villagers seem to defy the odds for a while until they start firing uh, flaming arrows and they use trebuchets to launch like flaming boulders. And the sheriff's just sat on his horse picking his teeth. He's bored bits. Friar Tuck leads the children to safety. Scarlet, uh, uh, Will Scarlet is taken hostage. So's Wolf and a few of the other villagers. And Fanny's trapped with the baby. And John's screaming and she says, leave me. And he screams, never. And Robin saves her. And as Robin's swinging to join them, because the, the tree's on fire, the, the, like, the tree house is on fire, um, the rope breaks and he, he drops. Um, he falls, presumably, to his death into like a hut with flames all around. And his father's pendant falls to the ground. Then we see the sheriff with Maid Marion and he says, I'll... And you see the the prisoners being brought in and he says, I'll spare the children and Sarah, your lady-in-waiting, if you marry me. And he says, Robin's dead. And he gives them uh, the medallion that they found. Then he goes back to the, the forest and the burying people. A lot of people have been killed. Duncan's been killed. And they think Robin's dead. They're looking for him. And then there's his. you see his silhouette against the smoke. Because there's lots of smoke around, there's been a lot of fire, and Margaret Freeman says Christian. Um, the sheriff's. What does that say? Oh yeah, the sheriff goes down to the dungeon and he says, "This guy upside down. Sorry to leave you hanging about." And Will promises to kill Robin Hood if he lets him out. And he says, "If you lie, I will personally remove your lying tongue." Told you I had some good lines. Um, and he says, give him the lash. And he's like, sorry, it'll make it more convincing. But he's not sorry. He's not bothered. Um, and as the burying people, Robin is saying, my pride brought us to this. I was a fool. And Azim says, there are no perfect men. There are only perfect intentions. Will comes back. And before he can get anywhere near Robin, John Little grabs him and he starts smacking him, saying like, no one escapes the... No bugger escapes the sheriff and he starts beating he starts beating him up. Where's my son? I'll have your guts for garters, Will Scarlet. And he says our men will be hung in the square at noon. And Will say Will says, You're a spoiled little rich boy. And Robin's like, Did I wrong you wrong you in another life, Will Scarlet? And he explains that my father left my mother because of you. You ruined my life. Your anger drove them apart. We're brothers, Robin of Loxley. And Robin hugs him and he's absolutely stunned. And he says, you know, I'll, I'll stand with you to the end. Then, because I've got the extended edition uh, DVD, there's an added scene. So the scribes writing, how is your bride on a, like a blackboard? And <laughs> the, uh, the, the sheriff's like overwhelmed with happiness. I've got all my money back. And he slides out of the table uh, of gold. And he says, tell the hangman, no broken necks. He spots Martiana's peephole. And he says to the scribe, have you been spying on me, you little insect? And he realises who's done it. And he runs down to like the, the dungeon, not the dungeon. Like it's like a really dungeony bit. 
and he goes to see Martiana and she's like, what vexes thee? And he's like, you could stop all that, you old fake. He's like, I found the hole. And she says, truth didn't put you where you were today. Without me, you're nothing. And she says, you're my son. I killed a baby and made sure you took its place. And she says, when my grandchild takes the throne, my blood will be on the throne and we'll see who the freak is then. And he just walks out shocked. Now that's not in the theatrical release or the regular release DVD. So, and it, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I can see why they took it out because it works just as well without it. But I did enjoy seeing Alan Rickman slide onto a table of gold. I've got to be honest. We see Azim trying out this black powder and they're, they're talking about the plan to save the men. And Fanny comes to see, um, comes to help and she says, and John says, shouldn't you be watching the, the other seven kids? And she's like, well, I'm not just get let one of them die, am I? And she's, Robin's like, right, well, you'll be here. So she helps him as well. Robin acts as a blind man. Friar Tuck um, with Azim. Azim's in like white rope, like white overalls all over him, uh, all over his face and everything, because he'd stand out massively, of course. And Friar Tuck says, oh, my, my leprous friend will help you. And they only managed to get one of the barrels full of black powder near the scaffolding before the guy's like, get out of here. And uh, the, they're going to blow the scaffolding to stop the people being hung. But Wolf spots Will in the crowd. And the sheriff's like, oh, the turncoat. He's like, string him up with the others. There's no more nooses. So they they put his, his head on the barrel so they can't to behead him, to tie him on. And the execution is like, there's always room for one more. And the spit comes off his mouth and rolls right down, right down Will Scarlet's face. It's horrible. And then they start drumming and you think, oh, God. And the, the, the music starts and the, and it builds the tension. Oh, this is going to be bad. And the music builds to this crescendo and then the execution starts kicking the stool out from underneath the, the men, uh, starting off with the kid wolf, which is pretty awful. Uh, like I said, I don't know how this film got such a low rating because it's got some pretty horrendous bits in. Robin runs and starts firing the arrow um, and he manages to cut through um, the rope for Wolf. Marion sees him and screams, Robin. They, then Azim fires a flaming arrow at the cart, which has all the gunpowder on and explodes. The executioner, uh, well, the executioner stood there because it's chaos everywhere. A big hole in the side of the castle and Alan Rickman, the sheriff's just like what are you waiting for you twit, get on with it and like kicks, he starts kicking the chair out and fry, the friar and Wolf are trying to hold people up and that, then you see the money shot Robin shoots this flaming arrow at the executioner who's about to kill Will and I think they did it at something ridiculous like 3000 frames per second or something like that it's a great shot. It's what you see on the front of the, the DVDs um, and I think the poster. And one of the noblemen behind the sheriff says, is this your idea of control? And he's like, shut up, you twit. Um, Azim sees all the people fleeing and says, I'm not one of you, but I fight with Robin Hood. Join up against this tyrant. You could be free men fight. And then they all turn and start attacking um 
the soldiers and everything. The sheriff takes Marion away. Then they uh, Azim and Robin catapult themselves literally over the wall to try and save her. The witch tells the bishop, marry them or face me and like slashes him with her and nails right across the forehead. Robin and Azim try and use the, this big statue to, uh, of the, uh, the sheriff to break the door down. And the bishops marrying them and Alan Rickon's like, yeah, yeah, get on with it. Come on, hurry up. And he says, yes, I, I do. And then <laughs> the bishop says to her, do you take blah, blah, blah. Do you, uh, Marion Dubois, take George, Sheriff of Nottingham? That's the only time in the film you hear his first name, by the way. Didn't have a clue it was George. And before she has a chance to answer, he just puts his hand straight over her mouth and is like, yeah, of course she will. Which, which is quite funny. Um, they can't get through the door with the statue. So Robin smashes, uh, he uses like a banner to smash through the window. Uh, whilst uh, Azim's still outside using the head of the statue to try and get in. And the witch comes along and spikes him right in the thigh. And he's like, damned English orc. And then he throws her out the way and then she runs at him and he impales her with the spear. She runs off and he thinks she's dead. And at this point, the sheriff is, is trying to... Um, is tr uh, trying to oh, so just before that scene, sorry, the sheriff's starting to take her clothes off because he wants to... wants to... Um, the whole royal bloodline plan. And he, he he's starting to try and get a get the Marion's clothes off and the witch gives her a cushion for under her head. And the it's this is what I mean. The the, uh, the tone of this film is you know, he's trying to, you know, take advantage of her in the worst possible way. And then the witch is like putting a cushion under her head. It's just strange. Um for for such a, a as 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 it's strange to say this, but when you watch it you'll understand that this film is very light-hearted but then when you discuss what happens in it you're like oh that really shouldn't have been that in it. that shouldn't be entertaining that shouldn't be the, the way the things i'm talking about you think it'd be quite serious but it, it isn't and i think part of that is is alan rickon's performance i mean he completely steals it i mean there's rumors that kevin costner asked for, for his lines to be cut back off for scenes to be taken out because he was stealing the show like, I'm telling you now, if you watch this film, no, I mean, he does a good job, Kevin Costner. He's a decent hero. Margaret Freeman's brilliant in it. And Alan Rickham just steals it. You will not watch this film. Nobody will ever watch this film and go, here, watch Robin of Prince Thieves. Kevin Costner's amazing in it. And that's not a slight on Kevin Costner. You're just going to say, oh, have you not seen Prince of Thieves? Alan Rickman's brilliant in it, steals it. Just, he does. Can't help it. Anyway, um... <laughs> So Robin swings it through the window and the sheriff's like, do you mind? We've just been married. And the sheriff's got Robin's dad's sword. They have this quite entertaining fight scene with swords and Robin manages to cut a, bit, uh, cut a bit of his hair off. The sheriff cuts Robin's chin and says, we're even for the face. Robin picks up the hair and says, I'll take you apart one piece at a time. And the sheriff grabs Marion and kisses her. And he says, I'll do the only taking today. And it's, it's that kind of shockingly dark humour that you laugh at and then think, oh, that's not, that shouldn't be funny. 
but it is. Oh, it's this is what I mean about the tone of it. You know, um, it's it's. I, I yeah, you'd, I don't know a film like this nowadays. You'd be like, oh, that's a bit because sensibilities have changed since the you know the early nineties. This is what nineteen ninety one. You couldn't have a character joking about these things now. I don't think it would. Uh, I don't think it would fly. Um, which bit was I up to? Yeah, then the the friar um, goes to see the bishop, and the bishop's trying to get all his gold together. And he says, "You sold your soul to Satan, your grace." And he says, "Brother friar, you wouldn't you wouldn't strike a fellow man of the cloth." And he's like, no, I wouldn't. He's like, in fact, I'll help you pack for your journey. And he gives him all these. You'll need lots of gold. And he shoves him in his arms. And here's 30 pieces of silver to pay the devil. On your way to hell. And he shoves him through the window. Giggling again. Um, he falls out and he's killed. And the gold goes everywhere. Then the sheriff's fighting with Robin. And he slices through his sword. And he's left with the handle. And then he's about to run Robin through. And then Robin stabs him with the, the dagger in the heart. The witch rises up out of nowhere and Azim breaks in and throws his sword. And she he kills her. She flies backwards. And he says to Robin Hood, I've fulfilled my vow, Sadiq. Uh, which apparently, according to the IMDb trivia, means uh, friend in Arabic. And Marion's like, oh, you came for me. And she, and he's like, I'd die for you. And he's kissing her. And then, then he goes to the friar and he's marrying Robin. And he's saying, if any man, and, and, and uh, Marion, he says, if any man knows of any anything, you speak now or, for, or forever hold your peace. And someone says, hold. And it's Richard III, played by the one, the only, the incredible Sean Connery, uh, playing a, 30 odd year old English king who only speak a certain dialect of French in Scottish anyway don't get hung up on the history I'm not and I love history you know sometimes you just gotta let his you let the facts go and just enjoy the film Braveheart's the prime example I mean that is, it's like one of the most historically inaccurate films you've ever seen in your life but god is it entertaining anyway he says I will not allow this union to wed unless you allow me to give the bride away. I'm trying. Sorry, I'm I'm talking slow because I'm trying to stop myself doing the the impression. I can't do it. I'd love to be able to do it, but I can't. And everyone kneels, of course, because it's Richard III, it's the king, apart from Mazim. Mazim's just stood there looking around, confused. Then Robin and Marion kiss, and uh, they're getting um, engaged. Uh, well, they've been married, sorry. Then... The you see the uh, what's his name? It's gone right on my head. The friar leans in the, the camera and say, Well, and says, uh, Come on, get out of it. We're wasting good celebration time. He laughs, and that, that's the end. And it ends with uh, Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you, which I think was number one for weeks after this. Um, this film is a, it's a proper good romp. It's 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 that damned entertaining that it, it really doesn't matter about Costner's American accent. You know, it, it it really doesn't matter. Alan, it's worth watching for Alan Rickman alone. And I'm always surprised by the amount of people who haven't seen this film. 
It's a really, really good, uh, really entertaining film. I think it's about an hour and 50 minutes or something like that. It, I mean, I think it depends because I've got the extended edition, which has about five or six minutes. But but it, it rattles through quite quickly. You care about the characters. They're very well, they're very well drawn. You care about them. There's some quite uh, frightening scenes in there. There's some very shockingly, at times, dark humour in it. But it's also very light-hearted as well, it, even though it, it you've got torture and hanging and it's it is entertaining really entertaining you know i in no way condone hanging or um attacking people or anything like that of course of course i don't it's it's strange to to watch your film and you discuss it and when you discuss a film like this and you say this happened and this and then you find yourself laughing at it, it but films should do that. I'm not going to get all deep and high and mighty, but films should do that. Films should make you uncomfortable at times, entertain you, make you laugh and think, oh, God, should I really have laughed at that? You know, but I, I maybe maybe I'm reading too deep into it. But I think that's, that's something that's changed, I think, since, well, I'm not, God, I wasn't born when this film came out, but it... I think the world's, you know, the world's changed. Society's changed. Um, and I don't know whether a film like this would would work. Uh, I, I'll have, you know, I'll have to watch uh, Robin Hood, the, the one they made with uh, Russell Crowe. Was it 2010? I did, I watched a good hour of that and then I don't know why I stopped watching it for some reason, something interrupted. And I've never watched it again, but that was quite serious and, that kind of thing. I remember it being a much more darker tone. Whereas Robin of Prince of Thieves is, is a a proper adventure a proper adventure film, a escapism. And is all the better for it, but it just shows you how much the world's changed in the thirty years since this film's came out. That I don't think you'd see a film like this. Certainly not being so light heart light hearted and humorous. And flippant about what would be considered as quite horrific, quite horrific things. Uh, yeah, that got a bit, got a bit out of the. <laughs> I was going to say got a bit out of hand, but that went on a bit of a tangent, didn't it? But oh, it's definitely, definitely worth a watch. Definitely, you'll absolutely love it. It's like I said before, it's worth watching. I don't know how many times I've said this in this podcast, but it's worth watching. For Alan Rickman alone. It really, really is. So that's that's it. That's my review on Robert and Prince of Thieves. If you could uh, review this on podchaser.com, I'd really appreciate it. You can also um, send me uh, any kind of requests you've got. Um, if you could... Uh, what's the what's the word? Not share this. Recommend this to your mates if you liked it, or your enemies if you didn't. Um, you can also contact uh, me on Twitter at it's at yourself review. You'll find me there. You can also find us on Twitter, which is um find it, uh, not find it. Review, I can't even remember the name of my own podcast. It's review yourself podcast twenty twenty one. And yeah. 
Thank you for listening. I'll see you again.